0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of No Ride Around. Um hey Justin, is your race season over? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> but it's October. It, it is October and it's starting to get cold here in the Rocky Mountains. So where are you gonna go race? Not here. Costa Rica, year two, baby. La Ruta. La Ruta. So What's hey, that all about, man? Like so I don't think, you know, a lot of people we talk we kinda talk about a lot of the usual suspects of North American races that people know, um, Breck Epic, Leadville, shit like that. What the hell's a La Ruta?
1: Yeah. And so if you, you know, didn't listen to us from the beginning of our podcast, because we talked about it a couple of times La Ruta, La Ruta de los Conquistadores. Sounds stupid saying it because that's like the only Spanish that I know. Yeah. But it's the Route of the Conquerors. It's a three day stage race. It starts on the west coast of Costa Rica, and it finishes on the east coast of Costa Rica, ocean to ocean. And uh, you race three different stages, and it is dubbed one of the hardest stage races in the world. Um, the first day lives up to that
0: expectation. Now and, uh, that you've done Break Epic, right? you can weigh in. Like, where does it rank? So I know it's different, but it's just yeah. like raw effort day over day that's tough one it's yeah. a, it's kind of apples because one six days, one three days blah blah, blah
1: blah even that um the so we live in colorado i ride high alpine all the time i'm in the mountains all the time i deal with elevation i deal with the rocky terrain so breck epic though was super hard mm-hmm. um way fun but uh i'm used to it I'm not used to riding in a slimy jungle. A slimy
0: jungle with, with spiders like, that can tear your arm off. Totally. And in a country that I can't speak the language. And then like possible like, you know, drug lords If you take a wrong turn and like. Right. Less of that in Costa Rica but the same ideas there.
1: But also like, um, you know. All of our races here are sponsored by Goo and Noon and yeah. Hammer and down there, like I ate potato tacos last year. So like <laughs> at an aid station. So yeah. there's a there's a huge international element to it, um, which at once makes it super exciting and fun and enjoyable, yeah. but also a big
0: unknown. So, yeah. so what are the what are some of kind of the raw stats on La Ruta?
1: So the the best way to think about it, I think, oftentimes is because so many trails are different, think of it as hours. And mm-hmm. so for me, it's a seven-hour day, a five-hour day, and a two-and-a-half-hour day, back-to-back-to-back. Okay. To back to back. Um, you start and finish in different parts of the country the entire time. Um, and the race does a really good job of transporting you and your stuff and all of your needs and support throughout the country, erstwhile bringing commerce and support to parts of the country that don't get a lot of tourist or traffic.
0: So there's kind of a, a similar story to a Leadville, Colorado. Right. So where, you didn't have an economy, poor economy, let's make this thing to get people here kind of the same spirit.
1: Right. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's help bring through commerce. Let's bring some good, good things to mm-hmm. an area that doesn't. So like day three, for instance, we start uh, in this town called Sakitis, which is like a really right now, big drug issues. Um, it's pretty low in a, in a country that doesn't have a ton of money. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty low income spot. Um, and they picked this place strategically over the last couple few years to help you know bring more traffic there. I'm imagining like last year I had a hard time finding a restaurant to eat at that was open at that time, and I bet a bunch of people that live in the town were like, "Oh, we have restaurants. We weren't open today. They'll be open next, you know, this right. year type of thing." So nice. that's what's really cool about it. Now, true confession, it was unbelievable last year. I had no expectations. I went into it um, because. My uncle, Uncle Mental, that we've talked about quite a bit on here, Derek, was inspiration for me to do this race and about Mike in general. So I went, and yada, yada, yada. It was a great time. I loved it. And kicked Lance Armstrong's ass, came back. Okay. Well, having done it, my uncle Derek comes back, and he goes, I want to do LaRuda. So it had the effect. I guess I kind of hoped it had that effect, because right. I went without him last year, and he's like... I'm doing it. And so with that said, there's no way I can't go back and do it again. Like mm-hmm. not only do I want to, but dude, my uncle's gonna go. And like he wanted to do this 19 years ago. So I'm definitely going. Yeah. And so we're going back this year.
0: I like it. Um so I'm, I'm again, I don't it's it's hard to in a scenario like this to not rehash a bunch of stuff we covered in a a, a way earlier episode. But um, how'd you finish last year? So I finished in the top 30
1: last year. I mm-hmm. think it was like right around that 30th mark or something. Yeah. 32nd. And I had
0: I had some customers who were familiar with the race and were keeping up and they're like, dude, your guy Justin's doing pretty damn good.
1: Yeah, day one, I was like 25th overall in the mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. Um I'd never done a stage race before, so I nuked myself day one. <laughs> um and then day two, I kind of paid for it. Also made some made some wrong turns right. and you know made some mistakes, but I finished really well. I mean, I was in the very top of the field, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, um, I mean,
0: 30th for, I think it's one of those course knowledge.
1: Yeah, event knowledge. Yeah. um, Which is, you know, and I'll talk about that, but it's kind of a double-edged sword. Sometimes, when like ignorance is bliss, right? I.e. the matrix, okay? Mm -hmm. And then sometimes you go, well, I've done this, and now expectations start to creep in. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm going to deal with that a little bit this year. But this year is, like, I learned so much, So we're going to have a really good opportunity to do our very best this year, right? which I'm excited about both optimized bicycle and optimized support in just knowing what to expect. Yeah,
0: yeah, nice. Um, So you had a couple of plans as far as... So first of all, racing as late as October, or shit, that'll effectively be the beginning of November. Yeah. Yeah, That makes for one hell of a long season right like so, but, your first race was my first race old man winter this year February February and you're racing into the first week of November right
1: I actually have a little side goal um, that we haven't discussed but <laughs> <Shit. laughs> well'll race La Ruta, October 31st November 1st November 2nd mm-hmm. we did race um in February old man winter mm-hmm. um fat bike worlds is in Crested Butte in January mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't do that this year. I did it the previous year. Um, I if I race Let's in find December, find a bike race in December
0: anywhere. Uh,
1: I could race twelve calendar months.
0: Yeah, you want to just race to the stop sign at the end of the block?
1: Right now, like we do, we have to get on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think I will. I think I'll find a race, and not just cyclocross, but yeah. if I find a race to sign up for a mountain bike race, um, I think I will.
0: You're in the Western U.S. You'll find a bike I'll race. I'll find a bike
1: race. <laughs> Hell, I mean, there was one. So my uncle who's coming out, uh-huh. he raced, uh, we're, we're recording on a Monday right now at base camp. And we ra- he raced yesterday back in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it was slippery, slimy, muddy. It was a four-hour event. Um, it was as many laps as you could do in four hours, but you couldn't do more than three. So, so I don't know. Weird.
0: What if you could do more than three?
1: It was, it like capped you at three. I think it was more about the other side of the race spectrum, like people who like it wasn't a three lap race. It was it's four hours. You can do three or fewer laps. Okay, you know. All right, that's so fair. anyway, I don't know. It was weird, say, yeah. but he raced that he got ninth out of um ninth out of like thirty two. Nice. So that was his last like hard effort before um you know his kind of a, a chill out till LaRuda.
0: All right. So we're right there, you know. You had a couple of events planned, um, one of which got canceled, so yeah. Derek came out to do a race that didn't happen. Yeah, so he <laughs> – it's a, it's Thursday
1: morning, and he's driving from Geneseo, Illinois, which is about a 12-hour, 45-minute drive to Denver. And I get to work at 5 a.m. on Thursday morning, 6 a.m. his time. He was leaving at 6.30 a.m. his time. And I check my email, and the race director for uh, Romp the Rocks, which is a 10-hour race event – at Hartman Rocks in Gunnison sends an email out saying didn't have enough registrations or canceling the race. So
0: crap. Well, Derek's already in the car. Well, he's
1: like getting in the. And so I right. like, call him, doesn't answer, call him, doesn't answer, blow him up. He finally calls me back. I'm about to start work, you know, in Denver here. And I go, dude, the, the race is canceled. And he's like, I'm finishing my second cup of coffee. I have my jacket on. My car's like running, you know, <laughs> I was like, well, there's no race, but, uh, if you want to come out, we can train, we need to train anyway. I'd love to have you come. Yeah. And he goes, dude, the stuff's already all packed up. Yeah. I'm okay. coming. I'm, I'm coming. And then my uh, my mom was going to ride with him. It was just kind of like a, to ride along with him to come out to Colorado for the weekend and hang out at the race. And he calls her, explains the details. And she goes, well, I mean, I was already playing. I'm coming. So they came anyway. We camped out at Buff Creek. We did a bunch of training rides. We got in a ton of mileage yeah. um, over a two day stint. And then he drove back.
0: Yeah. So for anybody that's not from Colorado, uh, which I'm learning, we have listeners kind of all over the place. Yeah, we do. This is the best time of year to do outdoor shit in Colorado.
1: Like it, it, people are
0: like, oh, summertime, I want to come visit. No, don't come visit in July. Come visit like middle of September to end of October.
1: Dude, the, there's something about ripping trail. And there's like leaves all over the trail. Yeah. And you can smell kind of the decay of the the dying leaves like it man it's gorgeous in the fall. Dude,
0: are doing we did Kenosha probably a week early, right? Like yeah. we went and did Kenosha. Uh, Kenosha to Georgia Pass is a pretty classic fall ride here in Colorado. Um round trip 22 miles, but it's a nasty climb.
1: Yeah, kind of in your mouth climb that gets to you know way I mean, above treeline. Yeah,
0: you I mean you climb to the top of Georgia Pass. Yeah. Um but it's a it's a super classic fall ride here in Colorado because people like to watch leaves turn different colors for some reason. Leaf lookers, <laughs> that's what they call them. Um, and I I do if I'm on a bike on a trail, I, I'm 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 kind of on board. Um, and uh, pretty much the whole trail from bottom to top is all aspen stands.
1: Yeah, and it gets it gets gorgeous when the leaves turn. Um, yeah, we were we we got you and I rode it. We got a couple little hits little of gold spots, in there. Yeah, but I went the uh, exactly okay. one week later. And it was probably on fire, What it was
0: not figuratively, not literally.
1: Yeah. You gotta be careful. <laughs> no, it was ridiculous. It yeah. was gold on gold. Um, I even ripped through a section of trail to my right and there were moose mm-hmm. in the golden trees. So it yeah. was ridiculous. Idyllic. It was yeah, crazy. I think is
0: the word for that. Um, so you got, got to do a fun kind of impromptu camping trip.
1: Yeah. Impromptu camping trip, training ride. It worked out for really good for, for a shuttle because mm-hmm. um, my mom camped with us mm-hmm. and, um, we woke up Saturday morning, and had her drive back to Denver, and we got to mountain bike the Colorado Trail back to Denver. So I've done that route several times this year now, and I actually spent more time at Buff Creek and on the Colorado Trail this year than I have any other year in training. Yeah, which has been really fun. Nice. Um, I've ridden Apex the least this entire year because of the social controversy surrounding said trail. I've ridden
0: Apex twice and one of them was a race run <laughs> yeah
1: i even got yelled at on the race run so like i just am not allowed to be uh, on apex
0: that night that we rode it remember we saw like the people with the snakes and oh yeah um, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. there's um, like people just on the off the side of the road like taking pictures with snakes
1: giant snakes not like yeah like big boas like big yeah big like a big white boa wrapped around this like Kind of sexy, tattooed, crazy-haired witch lady-looking <laughs> chick. We rode by, and I was like, "Damn, Harley!" And he goes, "Yeah, I can't look twice because like they probably know my wife." Right? Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, same on it. Like two, literally twice on. It. I think that may have been the only other time you rode. You probably rode a. Little. But yeah, but uh, so you guys did. What? So what did you do that weekend? Because you, I was gonna try to make it at least. Because yeah. I really wanted to ride with Derek. I, I had only ridden with Derek in um, when we were in Bentonville. Right. And so I really wanted to hang out with uh with Derek a little bit, but didn't get the chance to And hear.
1: to see he got a new bike. Yeah. So Laruda got him to buy he bought uh trek uh top fuel. Yep. Got a dropper post, yep. wide handlebars, yep. one by drivetrain. Yep. Uh
0: still has an immaculate nineteen ninety nine light speed though.
1: Immaculate.
0: Dude, it's, <laughs> he sends me more pictures of that updated, you know, got
1: new brake pads on <laughs> it. Like, like, that, bike.
0: that bike's 20 years old, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> but, uh, it's a classic car. He's got to keep it nice and clean in the garage.
1: No, nah, he does. And he actually still rides it, so. Yeah. But he got a new bike. He's kind of moved up through, in this podcast actually has been, season one was a big motivator for him because mm. we ragged on him so much like on air. <laughs> <laughs> like It was like he had to assimilate or he was going to just, just, he would be like that old Eskimo that you just kind of like <laughs> chop <laughs> off the flow and
0: let him go. Just changing lives one insult at a time. <laughs> That's kind of my life's tagline <laughs> if I had one. Um, so, yeah, you guys, you did some training with uh, with Uncle Mental, and then you did another. So you had like this back-to-back 10-hour race thing, and you're like, you want to do it? I was like, no, dude, I'm done racing for the year. Yeah, so I tried um,
1: to romp the rocks. They get canceled. We don't do the race. He comes out. We train anyway. And then I had on the calendar... Um, the bv outlaw so anyhow that that race was the following week. so it was october 12th and it was a 10-hour event in buena vista called the outlaw because it's in this awesome trail network that just resides just above a prison which is kind of funny so all the stuff about the the race was like you know um the prison warden will yeah. let you off at 8 a.m and all right. you know like all, all these kinds of like prison related things um I got a story about that, but, like, I know that area pretty intimately. (laughs) So,
0: like... uh, So, somebody can fact-check me, and please, if I'm completely wrong on this, uh, let me know, uh, either through our website or on social media. But somebody told me at one point that uh, Buena Vista had the opportunity to have either a school or a prison, and they chose the prison because it was going to have more jobs for longer and, like, more... Like a wider skill set of the people who lived around there could work at a prison versus a college.
1: I don't disagree with it because I think that's what well, is the number one employer. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there's not a lot of other things. I mean, the town's got cool like water, like whitewater yeah. rafting, but that's, still but that's seasonal, yeah, so seasonal. Yeah, so it's that's not like people three months there. a year. Yeah. So anyway, the the race is it's above that, and um, I'm going to give the race a shout out because the race director Josh, dude's awesome. He he runs Euphoria Productions, which. Puts on a lot of races. Um They, for a year, they did all, the entire Leadville series. So, like, Leadville 100 was put on by Euphoria mm-hmm. a couple years back. Um <clears throat> He still does some of them in their series. So he does the Tahoe Trail 100 um, and a handful of other race events, but does a great job putting on an event. And this one was, it was kind of like, uh it, it was smaller, for sure. I mean, there were, you know, maybe 160, 175 racers total, so not a huge event, Um and it was on the BV trails. They've done a lot of investment on trail building recently, and nearly all single track. So you like you'll do this race next year. I think we'll do it as a team, like a base camp E3 or no rider on team, something yeah. along those lines. And um, it's almost all single track, and it's super twisty, technical, engaged. Like it's the race Colin wanted to do. Right. Yeah. You know, he would love it. There, right. there's a two and a half mile section of fire road. Right. Much needed, and that's it. The rest of the other, Nine miles are all twisty, tough single track.
0: Right. Nice. So that was kind of your last... Well, not really. That was your last event that you paid to prep for LaRuda.
1: Yeah, like last race effort, which is yeah. hard to simulate in a training effort.
0: Yep. And you and Chamby had a, a little special ops yep. mission over this past weekend. Yeah, Friday we
1: rode, again, drove out to Buff Creek, rode home, 45-mile route, and then saturday morning jumped on the road bikes and rode back to the truck
0: and uh chamby saved up all of his flat tires for the whole year and used them all in one day <laughs> dude got <laughs> four flat tires on the colorado
1: trail segment back to denver and we were already like at riding at best like writing rather riding our best with optimal situation and perfect fueling we were going to beat dark by like five
0: minutes Right. Yeah, cuz so you you were I mean, you were at base camp at 12:30 or 12:20 yeah. going. Shit, people are meeting me in my house in 10 minutes. Yeah, I worked till noon. Yeah. I came here and this place is a vortex, vortex, vortex. cuz you hang out.
1: Yeah, like on purpose you don't have phone service here, so no <laughs> one can get you. Where are you? I'm right. waiting for you. Dude, there's no phone service there. Find my phone does not work here. <laughs> um Thank God find my wallet doesn't work here. <laughs> find my Capital One credit card, you know nothing about, Abby yeah. here. So <laughs> Uh, it's on file. So, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, so we you guys put,
0: got, like, that was the latest start this time of year to be. We started pedaling at 207. Which, with a, what, 40-something-mile ride of single track back what to if, Denver? Yeah.
1: I mean, it, it's a four-hour and five-minute ride time ride. Yeah, that's dicey. Which puts you back at 613 with no stops. Yeah. Um, if
0: everything goes perfectly and somebody doesn't get four flat tires,
1: four flat tires, dude. So he gets the first flat and it was just a puncture. And I have a plug kit and we plug it and everything's good. And then he gets the second flat, and the, plug, the like plug came out somehow. Which I is think. weird. Yeah, or it was a new hole. I don't know what it was. Yeah. But I'm like, whatever, we'll put a tube in it. So I ripped the wheel off. I put the tube in. We had another guy with us, Victor, which I'll tell you about in a second. And he goes, man, really nice guy. Because uh, I was doing it to Andy's, I was putting the tube yeah. in. I
0: like, so no, I just, I, I'll do it faster.
1: Yeah. And the, Andy goes, I don't really think he'd be nice. He just knows he does it faster than me. Yeah. So I rip it in there, blast it. Yeah. Doesn't hold air. Shit, like I, like I pinched the tube yeah. or something, pull it out. I didn't pinch the tube, throw yeah. a new tube in, blast it, holds, banging on tire, we go. And then I'm a ways ahead and I stopped to get some photos of them and they never show up. Yeah. So I pedal back. He'd gotten a third flat, blew that tire. And then a fourth, like, so we were all out of tubes and all
0: out of CO2s. And the tire's still flat. And
1: he's flat. <laughs> but thankfully for Andy, he's a triathlete. He's a, he's a runner. So he's a runner. So I go, hey, bro, um, here here's the plan. You're going to start running, and we're going to ride. And then if we find somebody coming in the opposite direction, not guaranteed, that has a pump or air, also not guaranteed, we'll send them to you. But if we don't, you just keep running. If you see a pump in the middle of the road, we put it there, use it. If you don't, just keep running. Just keep running. So I put the hammer down. Yeah. So we finish the trail, and I go, Victor, hang on. And Victor hangs on.
0: And I go... This is your first ride with this person you met two days earlier.
1: Met him two days earlier no,
0: a day or, like a a day day or It was the day before. Yeah,
1: we're riding Friday. And I go, hang on, I'm holding 27 miles an hour pedaling flats at Waterton Canyon.
0: Oh, coming down the, fi- the fire road, access but, road. Like,
1: yeah, and then even at the flats. like, yeah. So I was in the yellow. I mean, I was at like 164 beats per minute, which for me is super high. All right. Just pinning it, hang on. Because I'm like, we- like, hold on, bro, just we, hold on. Yeah, we got to figure this out. Long story long, we end up calling in a ride and- they meet us at the base of Waterton and I'm thinking Andy's like forever away, still running. So I'm going to go all the way home with this ride and then drive back for him. Yeah, Sure as shit, Andy comes flying up and he's screaming. I can't hear what he's screaming. And then he he goes, you can't, they can't hold me, can't hold me. <laughs> and he skirts up. <laughs> now we had met this dude at the base. of. Well, C- no wonder
0: he's jacked. He probably at one point thought he was sleeping on the trail.
1: Dude, I don't know what he was thinking, but I, I found out because, so we passed a guy. At the very start of the CT, and the guy's pedaling up and he's really struggling, kind of like a little overweight dude. And um, I turn to Victor and I go, Man, I hope I know this guy. How crazy would that be? And be super helpful and be like, Hey, can you go help Andy? There's odds are I do. Not a lot of people riding still. Like there are, but not at that time of the day. That time of the day, that time of the year. Right. Like they're real riders that are out. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, Hey, maybe I know him, you know? And the guy comes up and I don't know him. And I start saying, Hey, I got a buddy up here. Do you have a pump? He's like, I got a pump I can help him out, but I also took a backcountry maintenance deal, and we could just stuff his wheel with pine needles, and he'll be able to ride down, and I'm like, all right, fucking MacGyver. So just if you have a pump, cool, otherwise the guy's going to run. Yeah. And the dude looks at this guy, Victor, we just met, I just met, and he goes, Victor? And Victor's like, uh, yeah, he's like, dude, it's whatever his name was, John or something. Yeah. We went to grad school 20 years together, at Colorado School of Mines, 20 years ago. Jeez. So anyhow, it all worked out. Yeah. Andy gets pumped up. He comes flying down, and so we have a ride in route. And he goes, "Get hold me!" I find out there was just a podcast done about David Goggins, who we've talked about yeah. a lot on here. The guy's a psycho. Yeah. yeah, they interviewed an ultra runner who heard. So David Goggins passed him in a race. Mm-hmm. Just this is like a month ago, and David Goggins apparently had his head down, no music or anything, and he's just hammering running. And all he's doing is he's going. They can't hold me. They can't hold me. They can't <laughs> hold me. Yeah. And I guess he was screaming that. Yeah. The whole, like for a ten hour running race. Yeah, yeah. So that's what He has screaming. a complete fucking psycho.
0: You know, he just didn't finish. Um, he DNF'd the uh, Badwater, or is it Badwater? The one that he does. Badwater's the t- yeah the one he does. Yeah, he had a high altitude pulmonary embolism thing, HPE. Yeah. Yeah, they made him stop. That sucks. Yeah, that's a gnarly one.
1: Yeah, that's you can't you can't scream your way through that. one. No,
0: way. all you do is like the only cure. Pulmonary for that, edema will kill you. Yeah, the only cure for that is not being at multiple thousands of feet of elevation yeah. and not running.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we did training. So Victor, poor Victor. So my Laruda crew
0: is grown. Yeah, you got the. Uh, you got like you have a, a satellite of Denver kind of.
1: I rented an eight passenger van, mm-hmm. um,
0: not a, not like a camper van, just like eight people ride in it with gear.
1: Yeah, like a, yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, basically, like yeah, like a church group, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> but way more fun, <laughs> and
1: yeah, way more offensive. Uh, so, I've got myself, and my uncle Derek, flying from the Midwest, and then I've got Victor, who Victor I meet through. Evan who runs Colorado mountain bike group on Facebook and Victor is, has signed up for LaRuda because this guy's a madman. So this year he has done uh, a handful, like several races, Ridgeline rampage and battle of the bear, those things that we do. Normal stuff. Yeah. But he also, and he did silver rush. Um, and then he did 11, 100 first time this year. And his goal was sub nine, 857 18.
0: Okay. You didn't tell me it was his first time. First time. But Yeah. First time. And like, by the skin of his nuts. Right.
1: Makes it. Um, then goes to the race we were going to think about doing. He went to Bentonville and did the Oz Trails 50
0: mm-hmm. uh, two weekends ago. That just needs – I'm putting that on schedule for next year. It's
1: happening next year, period.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and then he's doing a little Ruta. And I was like – so my first question, of course, was did you just get divorced? Right? Like, <laughs> like is this your like, – like,
0: like, what special occasion are you –
1: Yeah. Like, uh, did you – Did things didn't work out well, did yeah. they? Yeah. Like my uncle, for instance, um, his daughter is in college. That's why
0: he's able to go. free time.
1: For 18 years. He's like, I can't do it. So he's like, no, man. He's just, you know, I talked to my wife and she's like, you're on a rhythm and this is like, if there's a time to do it, you know, you don't know what next year has in store, work or otherwise or injury or who knows. And so he was going to do LaRuda, but like a lot of these international races, there's no beta um, online. So he happened upon my blog from last year and read the blog. And he's like, oh, dude. And then found out that I know Evan as a mutual friend through Facebook, he trolled me, I guess, and we get linked up. And so we have coffee on Thursday and he has like, you know, all good bike nerds. He has his notebook with a litany of questions. So I I got a 32 front ring. I'm running XTR on the back. Should I, with the 51, should I drop to a 30 or a 28 or is the 32 going to be fine? Which tire should I run? Dropper post, no dropper post, like all the questions, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm giving him all the beta, just off of one year's experience, and that turned into wow, this guy Victor's actually super cool. It turned into hey, you want to ride with me tomorrow? And now it's turned into like he's part of our van, and he's gonna be part of our deal, and um, and that's helping out. Nice so Victor. And then I got Amir, and Amir's from San Francisco that I met last year at Laruda. He won until they kind of shafted him and put Tinker Juarez in his age group, and so he got second. That guy's a beast. We've talked about Isn't him. Isn't
0: Tinker in, like, the Methuselah age group? Dude,
1: he should, first off, great reference for him. That is actually what, he is
0: definitely there. Yeah. This has been racing for a long time.
1: But I think they wanted, like, a pretty podium. Yeah, you know? that's fair. So, anyhow, is going to come, and fortunately, he's got people who live in Costa Rica that he's friends with that are going to run support for us.
0: Dude, you were reading me, or, like, just kind of showing me the the WhatsApp mm-hmm. text message thread. Yeah. And, yesterday and, and like it's um as as meticulous as I think I am. Yeah, no, no, it's gotten
1: worse since yesterday. <laughs>
0: so I get a message at three o'clock
1: a.m. Yeah. Now Amir's in San Francisco. Quick math. It's
0: one a.m. No, two a.m. Two a.m. Yeah.
1: So at two a.m. San Francisco time, I get a an Excel spreadsheet document. <laughs> for the aid stations Jesus. with exactly what I'm going to want at each of the four aid stations.
0: So you just get to put in what you want at the aid station yeah. for Justin?
1: Yeah, for me. And so he's already got his all filled out and uh, and, and wants me to fill mine in out just so – I'm like, bro, okay. So this is awesome. We got aid on both days. Yeah. So I'm kind of going back with, with all these perks, mm-hmm. course knowledge, event knowledge, um, full support crew that we didn't have. I just relied on the potato tacos
0: last year. Um, <laughs> Which is, there's probably worse. Like, potato taco actually sounds pretty good.
1: It was so I, I'm still going to eat one this year. Yeah.
0: Um, But
1: with all that help, I do have a big stressor. And that's going back this year with a label that I didn't have last yeah. year. So yeah. um, going in, racing in the elite field, racing against the other pros. Um, Our, our support crew, they live out there, and they said that – they saw hundreds of riders on the course just last weekend training.- mm-hmm. So you know that I still have a hurdle to overcome right because I have been training in Costa Rica this year naturally.
0: but going in as a pro you don't just nip down there for the
1: weekend <laughs> yeah, and just
0: get some base miles in yeah, like,
1: yeah, no. so uh so I'm excited for it. excited.
0: cool. Um, equipment wise,
1: yeah,'re
0: doing a different bike. Last year you were on your what became your single speed. Yeah, I was on a hardtail. Just what made sense at the time for what we had. Yeah,
1: it was it was actually perfect for what we had and it it was the beginning of my relationship with this with this titanium bike that I I won't let it go. I don't yeah. see myself ever letting Why
0: it go. Why would you? Yeah. I mean, tie, tie bikes are for life unless you just get ADD and want something different.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's awesome.
0: Uh this race there this year you're bringing a full suspension Orbea. Um and uh any other Equipment updates. You didn't have core last year.
1: Yeah, I'll run an XC Cushcore rear. Didn't have any flat issues last year. Um, so now I will this year. Yeah. That
0: <laughs> now that you've said something. <clears throat> that was
1: dumb. Full suspension was crucial, not really for the first two days, but definitely the last day. I we you ride right on, on those, that, railroad that, ties. Yeah, and uh it was it was brutal on the on the hard tail. Um let's see, what other new gear
0: You won't be bringing CO2s to the airport.
1: Not to the airport. (laughs) So,
0: um. I feel like, like, I brought CO2s to the Costa Rican airport, and then you're on an episode of Locked Up Abroad.
1: Dude, I was so, so, because I already have a record, I was guaranteed I was going to. Like, I'm the guy, like, if you, like, if I get pulled over, like, when the guy at the supermarket, the security dude, you know what I mean? In the corner who's like half asleep, when he looks at me twice, I'm thinking like, dude, I'm going to prison. (laughs) Yeah. Right, fair enough. So, uh, anyway, not gonna do that. All my list is I, I land at 11.30 next Tuesday, so a week and a day. Mm-hmm. I land at 30 a.m. I go and get this big old van and I'm driving immediately to the closest geolocated bike shop to buy CO2s. Mm-hmm. That's the first stop. Nice, I'm out buying them for myself, for Derek, for Amir, and for Victor, literally just everybody. But we're I'm gonna buy like 10 CO2s, yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, gear wise, that would be the big change is going to a full big, different bike. bike. Yeah. and that'll be huge in a plus like same not, tire setup as same last tire year setup you know i think everything about that bike is going to be right mm-hmm. um i'm super jack to race the orbea that thing is a speed demon i'm excited to ride it
0: yeah i sold mine but i'm just getting another one <laughs> i sold like
1: <laughs> that i'm gonna get the same thing for because it is
0: just gotta move through you gotta get the new one hunter mil though I'm still on the fence about that. It's only a third of a pound difference. Like I need to really practice what I preach on that one because seriously, it's the same rear shock. It's the same frame. It's just a different fork. It's only a third of a pound difference between the two.
1: It's a 32 step cast Mm -hmm. instead of a 34. Instead
0: of a 34 step cast. So third of a pound. I'm not really like if it increases my fun factor for the amount of time I'll spend on that bike again, then I'll probably just get the 120 mil again. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: it, it the bike can do anything
0: it really can um, did so back in the early early parts of this year you had there was a La Ruta, Mexico on your schedule that ended up not happening for a litany of reasons but um, it just didn't happen did Laruta get bought or acquired or
1: so it, the, <clears throat> this is probably two phase
0: question here because I want to talk about just kind of inserted into the middle of this a lot of races are getting bought. Yeah. And like, is there a scenario where it changes it for the better? So Roman Urbina founded the race 26 years
1: ago mm-hmm. and his wife, Florence, him and his wife Florence were at Leadville this year. And after I finished, I went and changed clothes, came back, was waiting for some other people to finish. And, um, and I saw him and I went up to him said, Hey Roman. And he sees all the racers and, and like, you know, I'm probably didn't stand out to him, but Florence recognized us because she got us our hotel room the last night of the race, the day of the race we finished. She got us a hotel room. We stayed with at the same hotel they did. And so she recognized us and she goes, you said you were in New Mexico this year. I was like, I was going to, but then like, it life. was like f- f- "Like five grand all in. So like, <laughs> it wasn't even life. It's like five G's all you, in. <laughs> you would to be like, y'all got a scholarship program yeah, for that shit? Yeah, <laughs> <right>? like, <laughs> like, so can I trade you like photography for like some marketing images or something? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. So we were talking with him and I, and I well, the first thing I asked was, Hey, can you have a single speed division? Yeah. Cause he's like, no. no. And I'm like, come on. And he goes, actually, we actually used to, but then like no one after a while, no one signed up yeah. for it. Cause it would be insane. Right. right. It'd be brutal. And I was like, I know, but I would win it because I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs> so when you're struggling to win, help uh, me out. <laughs> yeah. Go into a very small pool yeah. and be very big. Yeah. So, and yeah, I was talking with them, and the race is going to change. Right. So, this year's Mexico edition was a beta test to can we take this model and use it in another country? Like logistically, can we figure it out? Because a lot goes into the race, um, and a lot of organizations have to agree. And they did it successfully, and so um, they've partnered up with the Spartan Race. Okay, and Spartan Race will be much like other brands partner up with. Amazon or Walmart, not Mm. because they want to be sold by Amazon or Walmart, but because Amazon and Walmart have unbelievable distribution channels. They've got that figured out. So, likewise, Spartan Race kind of has figured out how to scale a venue or an event. Yeah. And so, the dream, according to Roman, will be—sorry if I'm busting out Roman, but you know—is what it is. You told me
0: would be to have. You told me and didn't say don't tell anybody.
1: I didn't sign anything. To have a multi country right. around the world La Ruta series where you would then have a series champion. Um, so there may be one in Costa Rica and in Mexico and in Guatemala and in Japan and right. in Africa in right? Germany like, or whatever. Or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Like all over the world and having a series. So he said that it will change after this year, and they're gonna make a big announcement down there.
0: Do you think it'll change? So um so I feel lucky in the two big events that I've done in the last three or four years to have caught them the year before they got sold. Right. Leadville and Breck Epic. Uh, Breck Epic, I don't know if it's being sold. I don't even think they He's know. He's working if, on it, yeah. but it's like
1: Iron Man is... Yeah. Can we say that?
0: Uh, he said he it. He told us. Yeah. It's
1: so like Iron Man is He like said it to a room gonna, full of people. Yeah, Iron Man's probably going to buy them. They've agreed upon it in like spirit, but there's a lot of terms.
0: You know, and I even think this year with allow I, like. On the, you know, having had a couple of months to process now, I really think having UCI pros there diminished the race. Um,
1: yeah, you're right, because it made it, like, two different races. Like, yeah. this is the UCI pros, ah, and yeah. then all
0: you dudes. Well, and I think I think the spirit of some races are just, like, a little bit more rock and roll. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, a little yeah. bit more underground. Even though Brack Epic's a huge race with a, an expensive uh, fee and it's very well put together, I think the spirit, especially if you talk to Mike McCormick and just the tone of his emails and the way that he acts, is it's a lot more like raw. Right. And I think, to me, I prefer the unrefined edges of of a race like that. You
1: would have loved the BV (laughs) Outlaw.
0: Nice. No, that's awesome. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, same thing with with Leadville when Lifetime bought them. Um, I think the year that I, the first year that I did it, lifetime technically had already bought them, but the mandatory racer meeting was dope. I mean, I'm not like a get hype stand up chant with my hands in the air kind of guy. But believe me when I tell you, Ken had that room on its feet screaming, I won't quit, I will commit, like a bunch of idiots. And the ensuing two years were not the same. Right. And so anytime like anytime I see something like a Laruta, like Getting bought by a Spartan Race, or any of these scenarios, like I always wonder how much it diminishes the race for the quote unquote core athletes.
1: Yeah, you know, I've put myself in 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 like the Urbina's shoes. You, this is his twenty seventh edition. Like eventually, I, I mean, I get gotta it. It's got to move on, right? So, yeah. um, and like, it's a great idea you know so a lot of parts of the race will probably get even better like right. the logistics will get even better tighter the yeah. swag bags the what? like a lot of the stuff will probably get even better maybe the price tag comes down a little bit whatever um but yeah it'll, by default it'll lose some of the allure that is the grimy dirty yeah like there is literally no information online yeah and, and you go there and you're like i don't really know, I don't know like, and somehow like it's good on their side like somehow you're getting contacted through WhatsApp. Like, yeah, we all have a concierge. Right. It's pretty like yeah, white it, glove. It's put together. <clears throat> but you don't know that until you land. So you're like, I think I'm supposed to go to this spot. And then you land and then in 10 minutes, like you're blip. Yeah. Hey, this is Adriana. I need you to go here. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you even know? Yeah, I just I, I always I just worry about that kind of shit. Like something like again, you know, another example, Dirty Kanza. You know, that's not a race I ever want to do, but it used to be a race that you could get into and now it's not. Yeah, you know, and and I guess that's more seeing what it, uh, you know, and Leadville's been this way forever. You know, it's just you try to get in. Mm-hmm. You you and you know, arguably globally, I bet there's twenty thousand people a year try to get into.
1: Well, I mean, they talk about every year how they have all fifty states and forty seven countries represented.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I think uh, Land Run and uh, Dirty Kansas, which are both gravel races got bought and now it's like registration sells out in 30 minutes you're lucky if you get a spot like I don't know it's you love to see it grow but you hate to see that kind of shit happen
1: yeah and then my podium award for the owl last weekend which is grimy mm-hmm. was a piece of styrofoam ball taped to or glued to a piece of styrofoam square spray painted black took to like a ball and chain uh-huh. and a plastic bit of chain hanging out of the side of it yeah it was like the cheesiest thing i've ever come in yeah. leadville was like this beautiful brake rotor yeah. engraved yeah, and, super cool you know so yeah. good and bad mm-hmm. um for me this event is not about i mean it is i'm not i'm not gonna i like i want to go and make a huge splash for u.s cycling in a field that's gonna be dominated by Costa Ricans and a lot of other South American and Latin American countries. Yeah. Like they're the ones that are really pushing up there. And, you know, not for nothing, Amir, you know, he's, he's a bit older than I am. He's gotten by 15 years, but he's a monster California state champion and he's a beast of a racer. So we're like, dude, you and me, man, we're like, he, he's researching right now. Uh, he wants to find a chain lube that we can have as, as like an aerosol spray mm-hmm that is small enough to be in our like, gas tank bag or jersey pocket because you do, on day one, blast through chain lube. Mm-hmm. And they'll oil your chain at aid stations. But when I say oil, like... It's oil. It's oil. Like, it's oil, oil, like motor oil <laughs> on your chain. And I'm like, bro, yeah. the motor oil on my chain, like, I use muck off because it smells amazing. Yeah. And so he's looking for a spray lube. He goes, dude, so we can ride on the fire road and like, you lean down and spray my chain and then I'll spray yours so we never have to stop. And I'm like, okay, like Amir, you're crazy. Yeah. But I love it. I love it. let so, it. So we're going to make a splash, and I want to go down there, and I want to I perform. But take a step back. I'm going to race in Costa Rica again, foreign country. Yeah. My uncle who got me into riding. Um, we're going to go and do this thing he wanted to do 19 years ago, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Um,
0: no, it's going to be super cool. Um, and to do it a second year with a rolling deep with a big crew, Big crew. Uncle Derek on the way.
1: It's going to be sweet, man. I told you we're going to, you know, the lo- in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about it, but like the logistics of the travel, like all, I think so many people are limited by, you, you hear like, first off, guys, I'm going to do a race in Costa Rica, not because I'm sponsored to go do it, not because I'm at some level, level that people listening
0: aren't at. I just signed up for it. Yeah. Everyone could too. And it's, but it's super cool. Bro, it's like the steak and potatoes, like. You, you just could. planned for it. You wanted it. Yeah. You, f- you figured out how to do it, right? That's it. Like, I, that's what I wanted for dinner last night. Guess what the fuck I had. <laughs> you did. <laughs> <laughs> Context. Harley and I were having coffee
1: yesterday up until like 5.20 p.m. Sketching out the episode and no groceries at his house. A frozen Blanca steak. He goes, dude, it's frozen solid. I really want steak and potatoes. And I was like, dude, water bath that thing. He's like, oh, man, it's like a thick steak. In an hour and eight minutes later, I get a text message <laughs> of like this shiny, beautiful steak <laughs> in a pan full of roasted potatoes, and I shoot him a message back with exactly what I said I wanted, which was roasted potatoes, broccoli, and some eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Consequently, Abby came home and goes, "This place smells like shit." <laughs> it was broccoli and eggs roasted, yeah, and then how my body reacted to it an hour later.
0: But I think it brings up a, an important, you know, point, which is that, you know. It's kind of that I put my pants on the same way you do. Like you just make that shit a priority, figure out how to make it happen, save the money, you know, be reasonable about what your extravagancies are. And, uh, and then you get to go race bikes in Costa Rica. Which is,
1: this is, it's awesome.
0: Um, it's pretty affordable once you're there, right? Yeah. So the race itself, the race is expensive.
1: You know, I didn't say, well, I mean, my uncle signed up December 31st. So it was like 950 bucks. Way cheaper. I signed up a month ago as fifteen hundred bucks. But so say the race is a thousand bucks if you're if you're more proactive. Okay, I got Abby and I's plane tickets. Oh fuck yeah! You told me about this. <laughs> D's not gonna believe it. D hasn't heard this. I get Abby and I round trip Denver to San Jose in back. So round trip Costa Rica tickets total four hundred and seventy dollars. Now we're flying on Spirit Airlines. Seats don't recline. Shit's uncomfortable as hell. You can't get a free pretzel. If you brought a pretzel, they take them from you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I brought my own pretzels. We give no snacks. No
0: snacks allowed.
1: <laughs> and uh, that's so terrible. that's but like, dude, fun.
0: Yeah, sub five hundred bucks. So yeah, it is really just about there. making it happen,
1: dude. It's just about really the essence of this of this podcast is just make just do it.
0: Yeah, like just just do more. Just do more, right?
1: <laughs> Episode two of them in a row. No, legitimately stop thinking of all the reasons you can't yeah right we we will mini hurdle ourselves to death on mm-hmm. things that we can't do um but you just you
0: just you, you get... had a you had a chalk talk about that last so before a session at e3 uh the coach usually gives like a little like just something to, a little nugget to think about before we work out and last week one of Justin's was like this guy had just talked himself out of something as simple as a 45 minute workout
1: yeah couldn't come to the gym for a hundred different reasons yeah and the last one being like, oh well man, I got I got people coming in town, so I can't come.
0: And then I as somebody that Justin has done this to, like you're you're appreciative, but also aggravated when they start just knocking them down, like, okay, fine, bring bring your kids. Yeah. Okay. Bring your fine. guests. Bring your guests. Free session for your guests. And all of a sudden you're left with no excuse, you're like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. But we But um, it's like it's good. Yeah. And so the same thing. like, you know, people will, you know, uh, Molly. We have our 15th uh, wedding anniversary uh, next April. Dude. And yeah, awesome. Um, You're and, either
1: super happy or super lazy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Sorry. Ouch. I mean, like, well, it could be the happy one. No. <laughs> um, but I, I even, she was like, we should do something really kind of, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. And uh, she's like, you know, what if we did this European trip, blah, 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 blah. And... Like all I could, I, I did it. I, I did the thing. All I could do was think of excuses to not do it. And really it's, it's as easy as going to race on a bike in, a, in Costa Rica without the bike race.
1: Yeah. It, it It's, we do, we hamstring ourselves. And also like, we can get into a rhythm Yeah, and rhythms are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like rhythms are super comfortable. Like honestly, am I prepared to race a bike at my top form? I, I don't know. I mean, I've done the work too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm not, my body feels tore up, but mm-hmm. I guarantee I jump on that bike and I'm not going to be thinking about a sore body or the money it costs to get there no. or any of the things, like what is my staff doing in my business back in Denver? Like, I'm going to be thinking about any of that stuff.
0: Yeah. You're going to be having a dope trip with your wife, some yeah. friends in a cool country doing a cool thing. Yeah. Um How do you get, how, how are you getting your bike? You're going to do the EVOC bag Dude, again? The,
1: that EVOC, I'm looking at it right now. The EVOC Pro Bag. It's called the EVOC Pro, EVOC uh, I think, 2. Yeah, I don't something know. Something like that, the EVOC Pro bag. It's a
0: soft case with <laughs> wheels. Bike it, breaks down pretty easy.
1: Bike breaks down easy, and beyond that, you can put all of your gear. Yeah. Tools, gear, helmets, spare tools, spare shoes. it's like another piece of luggage. Yeah, I mean, I I max that thing. If I was going alone, I would dirt bag it and even have like all my clothes would be right. in there. It'd be one bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but it fits everything I ask. So... This, I asked Victor, I go, Hey, you know, because I'm trying to help with his logistics as well. I go, You know, do you have you know, what you're doing with your bike? And he's like, Oh, I got the EVOC bag. Like, yeah. he already, you know, it's
0: universal, man. I mean, when you look at anybody that travels for bike stuff, like, I wish I traveled via airplane with my bike because the bags are so cool that yeah. I just want to have one. <laughs> and like, <laughs>
1: like, you're the cool, like, when you're rolling a big, yeah. ass, like, dope bike yeah. bag through, like, people know, like, even if you're not a pro, yeah, people yeah. are like,
0: That guy's probably he's like, probably gets paid to ride his bike. Yeah
1: for sure. (laughs) So yeah, so I'll I'll use that bag and uh, I'll break down the bike, you know, Thursday and Friday, Mm -hmm. pack it up. We got a, we got a, what a weekend planned here. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to do, we're going to celebrate Halloween the way dirtbag mountain bikers should celebrate Halloween.
0: I'm going to howl at the moon and do a night ride with costumes and glow sticks. And then we'll do like a real adult ride the next day. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Uh, That's going to be fun. And Harley gave me free clearance here. So Harley goes, well, dude, I don't think I'm gonna have time to get a costume before oh, we ride over the <laughs> As if he doesn't drive past like six Halloween stores
0: on the way to work. And I go, don't worry, dude, I got you. Four boxes of costumes at Justin's house. Yeah.
1: I go, I got them all. And he goes, all right, well, I go, no questions asked. Yeah. I- I'll bring you, just make it one I can
0: see out of. No, I said my, my only rules, I was like, I'll wear anything you bring as long as I can see out of it. Cause it's and a night warm. ride and be warm. Yeah. That was it. Those are so, my only stipulations.
1: I think D question, <laughs> Didn't Mrs. Doubtfire look
0: warm? Like
1: in the
0: (laughs) she looks. And I can ride a bike. In how about that? I'll I'll throw one last uh, because I don't think I can ride a bike in like a full old lady dress. Unless it's sexy Mrs. Doubtfire and I'm riding. Oh, like a a trampy Mrs. Doubtfire. That's disgusting. It's the worst thing I can (laughs) think of.
1: Uh, oh, Jesus. <clears throat> but well, i'm I'm glad we got to spend the time talking about this because um as I, as I was talking to I was talking with Derek when we were on the CT and telling him about this event, and he goes, well, what's, you know he, he's he's like, what's the story behind it? you know, And I go, well what greater story than traveling to the marquee endurance race that the uncle who got me into bike riding wanted to do nineteen years ago? And because he's a phenomenal father and otherwise um, he's put it on hold. Mm-hmm. And now not only is he like, I'm going to go do it, but he did all the steps to modernize his approach. Yeah. And he's been training his face off. Um, again, I think
0: it, he did a race last weekend as a primer. So um, I mean, he did a mileage match with us while we were at break Epic yeah, like, day we, over day. Yeah. Like he rode quote unquote with us.
1: Yeah. So I think the story is going to be really cool. Yeah. And I think that, the finish line is emotional as it was last year. Just somebody to be like, dude, I did that thing that was like otherworldly to me. I think it'll be even more emotional this year. Um, especially when I come through with like a badass pro finish at no. top of the field. Is Lance
0: um, racing again this year? Do you know
1: uh, per what he has said? So the doc documentary by we do, which is his, yeah. his podcast and his company and stuff. Um, according to what he said on that, like he'll never do it again.
0: Okay. So he did I, almost die the first day.
1: Yeah. He almost died the first day, <laughs> which is like, come on, dude. Like,
0: and that was one day out of three. Yeah, big I mean, deal. He says I was listening to his podcast
1: and th- they were talking about it, and he goes, "Yeah, it was the hardest race I've ever done." And then somebody was like, "Yeah, but you just said about the other race." And he goes, "Actually, I say it like at almost every event."
0: Yeah, he goes, <laughs> "They're all the hardest.
1: They're like all the hardest I've ever done on a bike." Yeah, it's just over and over and over yeah, again. Just... But um, I'm actually glad. I'm hoping he wasn't there because it's kind of a circus or yeah. it, you know. But yeah. uh, Tinker Wars, I'm sure he'll be there again because he does that series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to take down. Pairs of those Tinker Juarez grips yep. that you have here.
0: Maybe we'll do some sort of cool like uh, fundraiser auction on our website to like benefit trails or something with those. Dude,
1: we totally should think about being able guys to bid on. So Tinker Juarez has these grips from ODI that are, I have them on two of my bikes. They're
0: the most comfortable grips.
1: They're super thick and spongy. And like, if you've ever forgotten gloves to a bike ride, like, man, I have my gloves. You don't even need gloves with yeah. these grips. They're that comfortable. And so we're going to have, I'm going to have Tinker sign yeah a few sets of them
0: so yeah well maybe we'll let's uh let's think of uh, like whether it's comba or friends of apex or something we'll do a like a fundraiser auction thing and um have the proceeds go to to that that'd be cool um cool uh yeah so i guess the next time we talk to you it'll be post Laruda.
1: post Laruda, done technically post 2019 race season finally
0: except for finding another race to do in, in december. december yeah because you got to keep the street alive. dude gotta, that'd be kind of cool right i didn't that that even would be dope. mean to you do didn't even that, like, like think about it and then 12 months now, here you are. of races so if you can't find something other than a cross race will you just do a cross race
1: but yeah i'll just do a cross yeah, race yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, <laughs> i got dusted
0: <laughs> i did one cross race
1: this year and you know we talked on the 2020 planning episode yeah. about how it's so hard to um, train for both endurance and like this high octane short yeah. races. So I went and did a cross race last weekend or two weekends ago after the, the romp, the rocks was canceled. Um, I got my doors blown
0: off. So anybody that doesn't really know what the format of a cross race is they're none of them are longer than an hour. Right. Nope. Um, and I think it's like, they kind of do a lap.
1: Your two laps, and based on the time of two laps, you will They set the hubby. number, yeah.
0: right. So based on the total time of two laps for the given category, they'll then set what's left effectively.
1: Four laps, five laps, yeah. three laps, whatever.
0: But I think five uh, cats, four and five are like 45 minutes, and pros are an hour typically about. Yeah, it's like
1: 35 minutes, and it moves to 45 minutes, yeah. then it moves to
0: 55 minutes. Yeah. But just imagine going as hard as you can on a bike for 55 minutes, But also jumping on and off of it, running with it on your shoulders, hopping over barriers, running up stairs, and trying to pedal your bike through deep sand.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of (laughs) of challenges. And then you get to a level, like I've gotten to a level now where like the barricades, you have to like, you do this negotiation where it's like, can I stay on the bike and clear it? So like we're bunny hopping some of them, which can be calamitous if you pick the wrong barricade and bunny Mm -hmm. hop. So I I did a race and uh, I was like, I mean, I used to win these quite a bit and hadn't done one for a year and a half. And I was practicing on the course and warming up and I looked at my clock and I'd been riding with, uh, the open, like the pro guys on the practices. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't race f- till three thirty. I raced at two 30 mm-hmm. and I looked down and it was two twenty eight, 28 and I'm like, Oh shit. So I have, I hammer to the start line, rip off. I was like in a flannel over mm-hmm. my kit. And I'm like, so now I'm kind of a spectacle and I get into the crowd, and it's like three, two, one go. And I just freaking hammered it like Svenness, and i get to the whole shot and i'm in first for like a nanosecond and then these guys are just like swallowed <laughs> like you and just blow my doors off and I, i'm like oh shit. i was alone real quick yeah and for the rest of the day but and uh,
0: also if you get lapped you get pulled
1: yeah, right. Get if pulled. you get yeah. pass,
0: like, yeah. if somebody does like passes you, that's already done a lap. You're out. Yeah, you're out. See yeah. you later. That didn't happen to me, fortunately. And, and you know the funny thing is, I was I was all the way off the back.
1: I mean, I was got my doors blown off, and I finished a minute and seven seconds after the like the guys that won. So it you know a minute and seven seconds in a cross race is like thirty minutes in a XC race. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so there, there's a huge gap there.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well. Um, until we... Because we'll have to do a, a, a recap of LaRuda and what that whole thing was about. Um, until then, uh, thanks for listening, everybody.
1: You're weak, you're done. So get the fuck out! You're weak! You're done! So so get the fuck out!